eagle flies high, way up in the sky. It sees above the human eye. A different perspective, a broader directive. In doing so, it becomes more effective. Welcome to The Legal Eagle, a podcast where I examine aspects of the law that I'm passionate about. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Thomas, and my aim is to have conversations that will empower both professionals and the everyday person on the street. Hello, everyone, especially all my single parents. Welcome back to The Legal Eagle podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the rights of unmarried couples who have children. I'm joined by my associate, Danisha, who is a qualified lawyer with a keen interest in family law. Hi, Danisha. Hi, Hi everyone. Thanks for having me, Sarah Mee. I'm so excited to be part of this episode. You know, I feel like in this day and age, we're seeing more and more couples having children without getting hitched. And yet, this topic doesn't seem to be talked about enough. And I'm pretty sure many people are curious about it. I know. As most of you know, the rights of married couples can be found under the Women's Charter and the Guardianship of Infants Act. However, most people don't actually know that some of these rights extend to unmarried couples when they have children as well. For instance, one parent can go to court and seek child maintenance from the other parent if he or she refuses to contribute to their child's expenses. Yeah, that's right. The Women's Charter specifically states that as long as you are a biological parent, you have a duty to provide maintenance for your child, regardless of your marital status. Exactly. And an important thing to note, though, is that only the children are entitled to maintenance, not the single mom. So the amount requested must be reasonable, and you can't be asking for an extravagant amount. Really? Yes. What if the unmarried couple has been living together for a long time, and the mother has always been relying on the father for her needs. Unfortunately, no. Only divorced women in Singapore can get maintenance from their ex-husbands. I see. Now, moving on to assets. In typical divorce proceedings, the court will usually order for the couple's assets to be divided amongst them. What about single parents? See, for unmarried couples, the court does not have the power to order for assets in the family court to be split amongst parties. However, specific assets like joint bank accounts and a house held in joint tenancy can be split amongst the parties without the need to go to court. So in the event of a dispute, they would actually have to go to the state courts or the high court to have the matter heard like they were private individuals, not a married couple. Ah, that's really interesting to know and and very Mm. helpful as well. Now, let's talk about the kids of the single parents. I assume the kid would usually follow one of the parents, right? Mm, Yes. So so what is the other parent entitled to then? And how often can he or she actually see the child? Oh, great question, Danisha. And I get asked this question quite often, actually. So most of the time, if the parties can't decide amongst themselves, the court generally grants joint custody to the biological parents. So for listeners who don't know, there is a difference between custody, care and control. Everyone tends to lump everything together under the umbrella term custody, but custody actually refers to the decision-making power of all major matters relating to the child. So this includes things like relocation, education, religion, healthcare, just to name a couple of things. On the other hand, care and control refers to the power of making day-to-day decisions relating to the child, like where they live and what they eat. 
So usually can control also refers to who the child stays with. Ah, yeah, that's really good that you're making the distinction between custody and can hmm. control. Say a parent doesn't want joint custody. Well, what happens then? Yeah, so the idea of joint parental responsibility is entrenched in our family law system. Courts generally award joint custody to emphasize that parenting continues to be a joint responsibility even after divorce. See, even if a parent does not want joint custody, the court might still award it, which means both parents should continue to make decisions for that child and in the child's best interest. Ultimately, at the end of the day, both parties should be involved in the decision-making for the child as much as possible. However, I would make a note that courts do award sole custody in really exceptional circumstances, such as when one of the parties have been physically or sexually abusive towards the child or the partner, or perhaps in a situation where the court finds that the relationship between parties is just so acrimonious that cooperation is virtually impossible. Mm, yeah, that, that sounds fair. What happens when the parent with care and control doesn't allow the other parent to see their child, especially after a very messy breakup? Oh, that's a good question. You're asking great questions, Janisha. And, you know, unfortunately, this situation happens more often than you think. But the baseline is that no parent is allowed to refuse the other parent from spending time with the child. So that would be construed as obstruction of access. And the courts here take a position that it is in the child's best interest to see both parents. And in Singapore, the child's welfare is the paramount consideration. So even if you're not married, you are entitled to reasonable access to the child and one parent cannot be obstructing access. This could mean having a dedicated time every week to see your child, one that provides as little disruption to the child's schedule as possible. So if dad does not allow mom to see the child or vice versa, they can actually apply to court for access. So I hope I've answered some of your questions, Tanisha. And, you know, for listeners, you know, a lot of people don't realize that single parents actually have a lot of rights here in Singapore, perhaps not as much as a married couple, but the rights still exist nevertheless. So thank you so much for listening. And Danisha, it's been a pleasure having you on the show with me. Thank you so much, Sarah May, for having me. It was very insightful. Yeah, and to listeners, you know, I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we did recording it. We would love to hear from you, your thoughts. Check out our Instagram page at Sarah May Thomas LLC. We're on every podcast platform possible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube. So please subscribe that, uh, you know, to our channel. We release a new episode once a month. So it's the first Tuesday of every month. So please stay tuned for more episodes of Let's Talk About It, uh, where we're talking about some really interesting topics next up. So please stay tuned. Have a lovely day. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.